Welcome to Grace Notes, brought to you by Sandbeck Ministries. We've just started a new series entitled, Making the Best of Our Emotions. Let's recap what we've covered so far. Emotions or feelings are a powerful force within our mind, so we need to yield them to God at the start of each and every day. If we choose to rely on feelings alone, we'll find they usually reveal themselves to be unreliable and even a bit foolish. That's because we tend to act on what feels good now and forget the long-term effects. We must allow ourselves to feel, but we need to marry our emotions with the faculties of reason. God intended our emotions for good. In fact, He wants us to love Him passionately with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. God has emotions, especially where His children are concerned. God is love. He lavishes that love on us in how He cares for us and by what He did through Christ to save our souls for eternity. As you listen today, ask God to show you how He wants you to demonstrate these emotions He has built into you as we study the passions of King David. But first, let's prepare our hearts with this song. I love you, Lord, and I came across an exhaustive list of emotions. Believe it or not, there were 214, ranging from absorbed to well-meaning. Wow, didn't know we were that complex. According to Robert Plutchik's theory, though, there are eight basic emotions. Fear, afraid of something. Anger, angry about something. Sorrow, sad about something. Joy, happy about something. Disgust, something is wrong. Acceptance, happy with something. 
anticipation. Something is going to happen and surprise. Something unexpected happen. Notice each of these emotions is brought on by a catalyst, something or someone, and each will provoke some sort of action. The barometer as to whether our actions in response to our emotions are pleasing to God is our conscience. If you consider yourself an emotional person, thank God for creating you that way and accept how uniquely you are made. King David was one of the most emotional and sensitive characters in the Bible, and also one of the most creative. He had extreme highs and lows. His strong feelings motivated him to action, like the time he led a dance in the street when the ark was being returned to his city. David helps us understand how God feels by his strong emotions. His writings speak to us even today. In fact, many people pray using David's psalms. Psalm 42 is assumed to be penned by David at a time when, either by Saul's persecution or Absalom's rebellion, he was driven from the sanctuary and cut off from the privilege of waiting upon God in public ordinances. Listen to excerpts from this psalm. As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. By day the Lord directs His love. At night His song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony. As my foes taunt me, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Yes, David is depressed. He says his soul is downcast and disturbed, and he's been crying all night. But the key to why God called him a man after his own heart is because David hopes in the Lord, no matter what. Twice he writes, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, David, for I will praise him, my Savior, my God. David's strong feelings were evidenced both in his relationship with God and with people. 1 Samuel 18.1 says that Jonathan, Saul's son, became one in spirit with David. When they had to part, 1 Samuel 20.41 states that they wept, but David wept the most. David was compassionate towards Saul's crippled grandson, Mephibosheth. 2 Samuel 9.10 says he let him eat at his table after all his family members died. According to Second Chronicles 6-7, David had it in his heart to build the temple. Even though God said his son Solomon would be the one to do it, he was passionate about gathering the supplies. His passion, used the wrong way, got him in trouble when he committed adultery and murder. But God still referred to him as a man after God's own heart. Why? I believe it's because he loved God with all his heart, and though he sinned, he was passionate in a positive way about God and his laws. He loved what God loved. I'm thankful David is not pictured without faults. It gives me hope. God can see me and you the way he saw David, 
if we but love what he loves. It's been said that love studies and delights to please its object. In Psalm 119, David continually affirms that he will obey because he knows it will please the one he loves. God is the object of his passion. Verse 10 says, I seek you with all my heart. Verse 58, I have sought your face with all my heart. In verse 20, he states, My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. David delights in what God wants him to do. Verse 14, I rejoice in following your statutes. Verse 16, I delight in your decrees. Verse 24, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. Verse 47, I delight in your commands because I love them. God is his sufficiency. Everything else is just an add-on. Verse 57 says, you are my portion, O Lord. We should ask ourselves here, who or what is my sufficiency? Do I hope in the Lord? David understood the value of expressing his feelings to the Lord, and God listened and answered. Are you being open to God as to how you feel? Maybe that's something you just aren't comfortable with. Why not take some time to cultivate your relationship with the one who is forever by your side?
I'd like to conclude our program with a prayer. Father, thank you for making me in your likeness and image and for giving me a unique personality. Thank you, too, for the emotions you place in me that help me understand how you feel about things. Help me to pay attention to my emotions and to be aware when I'm not combining them with right thinking. Keep me from acting hastily. I want to honor you in everything I do. Help me not to try to hide them from you. After all, you know my thoughts before I even think them. You are a gracious and loving Father who never does anything wrong. You're always there to listen. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Grace Notes. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047, or contact us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.